Welcome to Real Talk. This conversation is on the subject of Jamaica diaspora engagement. Some governments seem to have a clear understanding of how to engage with their diaspora and have created mechanisms that work. Some don't seem to know what to do and keep making the same mistakes repeatedly. The current Jamaican government falls under the second category. Part of the problem with the second group is the high level of control they wish to have over their diaspora. They speak of partnership, but instead seek control. Unfortunately, they interact only with members of the diaspora who tell them what they want to hear and not what they need to know. The results of the recent Global Jamaica Diaspora Council election is a strong indication that the diaspora is rejecting the Jamaican government's method of engagement. The government seems to interpret the results differently. There's no malaise in the diaspora, and those who are normally engaged outside of government's control are even more eager to engage in the aftermath of the COVID pandemic. Overwhelmingly, members of the diaspora want to do whatever they can assist Jamaica. Their main interests are not to aid the government of whichever political party is in control. The current government seems to have a problem with this reality and is not in sync with its diaspora. I emphasize not in sync. I wrote an analysis of the outcome of the recent Global Jamaica Diaspora Council election and offered a few suggestions. My analysis was published in the Ward Post and also published in the Jamaica Observer. I was asked subsequently by the hosts a public eye on Bridge FM Radio in Jamaica, Ronnie Thwaites and Colonel Charles Sr. to join them in conversation on the issue. For those not familiar, Mr. Thwaites is a former Minister of Education in a former PNP government. And Mr. Charles is a former Speaker of the House of Representatives under the current JLP government. During this conversation, I proposed, among other things, the establishment of a Jamaica Diaspora Board, similar to the Jamaica Tourist Board. I will be developing this concept further in the future. The conversation with Ronnie Thwaites and Pernell Charles follows now. Welcome, Ambassador Curtis Ward. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you very much. Happy to have you with us. The Honorable Pernell Charles is the co-host, and he's greeting you also. We on this program, and particularly through this station, are most anxious to do 
everything possible to improve, extend, solidify the bonding between Jamaicans in the diaspora and our home. We, I long for the day when every remittance that a Jamaican makes, Pernell, to back here, the three billion uh, U.S. dollars. And I heard, of, of the, I heard the minister <clears throat> praise him yesterday. Well, but, the, but it's going in the wrong direction. Actually, it's going down. But he, he did praise him, and rightly so. I want them to put at least... F- f- Five percent in in savings rather than just consumption. Can you imagine what that would do to the accretion of domestic capital? Never mind. The Diaspora Council Ambassador Award is vital to that overall objective. How does it function? What has a recent um, election shown us? How could we? How should we improve that mechan- that particular mechanism? And more broadly, your thoughts on the matter. Well, first of all, I think the structure and operation of the Global Jamaica Diaspora Council was not properly thought through. Um, When it was first established three years ago, something like seven of the 21 members were elected by the diaspora, and there are 14 members were appointed by the Minister of Foreign Affairs and Foreign Trade. In addition to that, the Minister chairs the Diaspora Council. The impression given to many in the Diaspora that it was not representative of the Diaspora. And in the three years it has been in existence, that sentiment has grown significantly. There hasn't been any consultation, I shouldn't say any, but any broad consultation with members of diaspora leadership. Many of us went ahead and supported the council and the candidates that were elected three years ago. Um, What we found, however, is that many of the people who presented themselves as candidates were very unknown throughout the diaspora community. These people did not have a track record of working with community organizations or being engaged within the community so that they would their, their track record would have been known. Yeah. Many of them were elected based on their CVs, their bios that they presented over the internet and so on. But having done that three years ago, with the most recent election, it is very clear that the broad, you know, the the broad population within the diaspora have decided that this is a waste of time. How do you come to that conclusion? Well, the election process lasted for about four months. Um, between when the registration to be eligible to vote and when the voting actually take place. While the conservative estimate is that there are 3 million Jamaicans living in the diaspora, other estimates put it as high as 5 million. Northeast United States, for example, has about a million 
Jamaicans living in the diaspora. Yes. Maybe, maybe much more than that, maybe twice as much. And yet only 91 members of the diaspora voted in the last election. No, sorry, sir. Nine one? Nine one. Nine one. Nine less than a one hundred of that number <laughs> voted. Ninety-one <laughs> members of the diaspora voted to elect the Northeast Diaspora representative. You know it. That it, is well, not a rejection of, of the, 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 the council. Then I can't think of anything else. I'm shame. In the UK, in the UK, with three, three different regions represented, the total votes were less than 200. Hmm. Probably, probably, Mr. Ward, is the way you we, we put the, the voters list. How do you put a voters list together? How do you invite um, Jamaicans to come where and vote where and how? Uh, uh, is it, could it be administration that caused a problem? That could be a problem. But like I said, the process started in October inviting members of the diaspora to register online. Yeah, but where would they register? Was it at a government agency? I don't know the numbers of those who registered. So I have to go by those who voted, those who actually voted. And <laughs> but even if it I is, I all kinds of stories. Even if it I is, I can guarantee you. Go I've, ahead. I've been in this diaspora many years, as I just indicated to the honorable Colonel Charles Senior. I recorded him about fifty years ago. Uh -huh. <laughs> and I could not identify any of the individuals except one. Who are the candidates? The three candidates in the United States that were elected. Okay, okay. sir. But one. even even if the problem is administrative, Pernell. I think it's administrative. But even it if it no, no. But even if it is, that should have that should have been fixed long ago. Because this, you see, what I'm anxious for Ambassador Ward to, to help us with. I maybe I have this exaggerated notion of the importance of the diaspora council. Because my view of Jamaica is that we are a country without borders. In, as much as we can possibly craft that, and that the continuation, the 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 increased insertion of Jamaican interest, uh, engagement, investment, everything in our naval string connection with with the, our diaspora is not an option. It is absolutely vital to the growth of our economy and the wholesomeness of our society. I'm, and could we add? Could, Sorry, go ahead. Could we add that? If I were overseas and I hear that I must join a council, I would first ask, for what? What's going to be my connection? What's going to be my contribution? Where am I going to go? Who's going to be with me? Yeah. Who am I going to go well, to? Who this? organizes those things? You the Ministry know, I mean, of Foreign Affairs? I'm not, I'm not sure. Foreign that. Affairs. The Ministry of Foreign Affairs. But if, and, and again, if the Ministry of Foreign Affairs is, 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 is organizing a thing according to government association, and we understand you agree some is going to be attracted to it and some are not going to be attracted to it. No, but then we have to do it in a different way. We have to do it in a way that, that, that everybody... Uh, well, I think that's a nub of, of Ambassador Ward's point, yes. that the way the thing has been conceived and structured uh, and uh, is, is producing the kind of anemic results that he's reporting, the statistics. Um, however, 
however it happened. But we can continue this. Sam, I said, what, what, can, what, what ought to be done? Well, the, the diaspora policy, which was um, drafted and presented on March 3rd, 2020, is now three years old. And when I reviewed that policy recently, I could not mm. see where any of it is being implemented. I don't see the necessary legislation referred to in the policy that should be presented in Parliament and adopted. And, and you know, one thing Jamaica and Jamaicans are very good at, all of us Jamaicans, is writing. We know how to draft a document and make it sound great. Our problem is implementation. And we have an implementation deficit, certainly with the diaspora policy. And what most folks are saying is that the enthusiasm in the diaspora, which exists and is practiced every day for doing things with Jamaica, is not being harnessed. The, the organizations across the United States in the various communities, are all, most of them, are engaged in some kind of initiative in Jamaica, some large, some small. Um, I think at the beginning, there was reference to the the, the, the remittances. Yeah. For the past couple yeah. of years, remittances have grown to over 3 billion US dollars. I, when, I, when I heard the minister said yesterday, that what that Jamaica actually was survived yeah, true. by remittance sure. from Jamaicans abroad. Sure, sure. I mean, I, I, so, I felt. So I want to know that what that, what, what have we done for them with, or with them to set this absolutely. Set, set. So this 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 is this interview is crucial because really we need to be clear what ought to be done or what ought not to be done. Uh, allow me, Ambassador Moore. The first thing is that diaspora business is not party politics business. You hear so. I agree, totally. Yeah, because totally. Pe people... And, and you know, this is one of the things that we try to to, to state and restate time and time again. Mm -hmm. When you are abroad, certainly you have your sentiments toward either political party or none at all. But when we are dealing with Jamaica... And what is best for Jamaica? We put Jamaica first. Absolutely, sir. That is what we do. I always say our party politics ended, which it really doesn't, but it, it should end when we board that plane, when the plane take to off. travel abroad and live abroad. <laughs> and we practice as Jamaican. When Jamaican community organizations are established across the U.S., you have members of both political parties participating in these yeah. organizations. Yeah. And the programs that they do for Jamaica, when they come down there on a medical mission, you think they ask for JLP or PNP? Of course not. No, they don't. They serve everybody who turn up. And when they help children in school with books, with school fees, with transportation, you name it, with computers and, and tablets. They don't ask if it's a JLP school or a PNP school. No. Ambassador, no, let, me, let me disturb you. 
all three of us know that there's something extremely strong in Jamaica called political culture. It doesn't oh, matter yeah. what you want to say or what I want to say. I'm going to look who's government over there, whether I want to associate with them, whether I want to get them. And this is going to look over and say, who are we bringing in? Are they going to be with us? Or, that is a political culture that is not going away with it should go away. So it's you, not going that way. So how we must find a way, Ronnie. Mm -hmm. There must be a way mm -hmm. how you can put a body that attracts Canada, United Kingdom, United States, yeah. Jamaicans, yeah. all there, and they can feel comfortable with. Well, associating. If, if I were, if indeed, but um, whoa, how would you do that? Because but what Ambassador Ward reports is what you and I know that. The associations and the people generally in the diaspora, they come together and they don't have any too much ism and schism. Now, if if in, if to choose them, we need to mobilize people and, and register them and encourage them to vote, then we have other institutions uh, than the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, which I imagine has all kinds of other preoccupations. Um, we have a, we, we can do it a different way, can't we? Well, when the... When they, when they come to Jamaica to have a diaspora, mm. uh, the, you know, conference. conference. And, and I don't know, so PNP and JLP. So, so I see a whole group of people yeah. who are mm. living from overseas and they're greeting and loving. Well, but, why, but, how, yeah. how, how do we get that together in an organized, Is, documentary way? Let, let me say this. I, first of all, I think the council need to be revisited. The, certainly the Ministry of Foreign Affairs should provide administrative support to the council. Yeah. But the Minister of Foreign Affairs should not be running the council. Clearly. Uh, the, the, and the have a majority of not nominations. Be chairing the council. Awesome. Okay, that's the first thing. The second thing is the diaspora policy has some very good elements in there. But I don't believe most people are familiar with it. It's a 48-page document with, with lots of addendum and so on. Every ministry, every minister should read the policy because it involves many ministries, but it is not being understood. It is not being read. And I guarantee you, over 95% of members of the diaspora have never seen the policy. Okay. Well, so we need, to, we need... I don't want to embarrass myself. Well... Don't, don't ask me if I've ever... <laughs> I, I saw it. I had to see it when... when because the educational system, um, when I had some responsibility, still, uh, always, we are, we are heavily dependent upon diaspora support. Yes? This... The schools would would barely function if 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 the diaspora didn't support them the way they do. So is is should should there be some kind of 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 separate body ambassador award that 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 is uh, given particular responsibility a parliamentary commission maybe for diaspora affairs and then they can work with the electoral commission or whoever else the embassies consulates to 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 divvy up support registration election. <laughs> You know, some countries have a ministry of diaspora affairs. Some countries do. Jamaica has a minister of state. <coughs> Excuse me. 
within the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. Yes. Who's a good, uh, who's a good person, but he can't manage what he's there. The Minister of State and the Minister of Foreign Affairs, the Honorable Leslie Campbell. Yeah. I vouch for him. Yes. But I think he's big, he has straw basket to carry water. Why is yeah. that? No, be, be, because, <clears throat> because the ministry, as I understand it, um, does not have the capacity and ought not to have the responsibility of, of being in charge of diaspora affairs in the way that it does. It has to divest that responsibility to members of the diaspora themselves. Yeah, but <laughs> we don't have, we're not in charge of diaspora overseas, but there must be a Jamaican body that, that is where the government comes in. So when we come back from the short break, Ambassador Ward, tell us if you can, give us a, a, just a, a, a snapshot of a structure. This, this program has largely a diaspora audience, and we really want to have some kind of idea that we can keep pushing and put forward for, uh, for better relations with the diaspora. Soon come, this is the public eye on the bridge. Talking with Ambassador Curtis Ward, experienced Jamaican diplomat, about how we might better organize our relations with the Jamaican diaspora everywhere and anywhere. Ambassador Ward, a a few pithy suggestions, please, sir. Let me put this on the table. As indicated earlier, the diaspora remit over three billion US dollars. Now, many folks say, well, that is usually consumed by the recipients. Okay. But none of the recipients receive foreign currency when they go to pick up the remittance sent no. to them. Yes. They receive Jamaican dollars. Uh-huh. And the US dollars, the British pound, the Canadian dollars, etc. Similar. Go to the Bank of Jamaica to build its national reserve. Now, what what is that money used for? I don't have to spell that out. No. Because we all know that. At the same time, the consumers receiving the remittances are spending that money as soon as they get it. So it enters the Jamaican economy. And it, it, it supports manufacturing, it supports the agricultural sector. It supports the retail sector. It pays school fees, it buys books, everything, you name it. It put food on the table and so on. But all that money goes right into the economy. There was a study some years ago, in 2017, I believe it was, by Capri, that diaspora um, contributes at least 15% to Jamaica's GDP. And when you look at the economic impact, mm-hmm. it, is, it, is, it could be as much as 35%. I believe. I'm saying all this to suggest this. Tourism is considered the largest earner of foreign exchange for Jamaica. The fact of the matter is, a large percentage of tourists... Tourist money don't stay in Jamaica, so... If, if do we, not stay in Jamaica. No, the diaspora money stay in Jamaica. Exactly. And yet, and yet, the government has a Jamaica tourist board... Yeah, wholly for infrastructure for tourism, but none for the diaspora. Got your point ah, entirely. This is where I'm yeah. coming from. And that, this, is, this it, is important information. 
because I believe mm. that in order to really show the importance of the diaspora and to make it work <clears throat> even more effectively for Jamaica, mm-hmm. more engagement mm-hmm. is to establish a diaspora board, a Jamaica diaspora board, something like the Jamaica Tourist Board. Yes, okay. And I don't want to hear about cost. Because $3 billion of foreign exchange oh, man. staying in Jamaica is more than what tourism stays of course. income stays of course. in Jamaica. Not 50% okay. of tourism stays All in right. money stays in Jamaica. The other thing is, on that board should be <clears throat> members representative of the diaspora. Yes. As well as local members. And again, I don't want to hear people telling me that Jamaicans abroad cannot participate in boards in Jamaica because COVID has shown us. No, that's nonsense. The technology has overtaken that argument. We don't have to all get together in a conference room yes. anymore. Yeah, look at this program. Okay? So that argument <clears throat> is no hogwash. So members abroad don't have to travel to Jamaica. In the diaspora policy, they talk about participation in governance. I've seen no legislation to suggest any participation in governance. And governance includes serving on statutory boards. Yes. So I want to see not only a board um board established and including (coughs) Jamaicans in the diaspora representing the various areas of the diaspora. And that will be far more effective than this Global Jamaica Diaspora Council. Got you. Ambassador Curtis Ward, uh, retired ambassador of Jamaica to the United Nations and commentator on public affairs, particularly to do with the diaspora. This is a public eye on the bridge with Pernell Childs and myself. We soon come back.